Hello and welcome to the Plato's Academy Center podcast, where we feature modern-day academics, authors, and influencers that promote philosophy as a way of life. Be sure to check out our events page at platosacademy.eventbrite.com to stay up to date on our latest virtual conferences. My name's uh, Mick Mulroy, and I'm here to talk to you today about how to lead like a Spartan. Uh, to start with, uh, I'd like to thank Donald Robertson uh, for hosting this event, this really important event, and all my fellow speakers. As a way of a background, uh, I was a U.S. Marine. I then served uh, as a paramilitary officer in the CIA uh, for 20 years, and then I was uh, privileged enough to be the deputy uh, for Secretary Mattis for the Middle East and the Pentagon uh, for two years under both Secretary Mattis and Secretary Esper. I am not a historian and I'm not a professional philosopher. I have been a lifelong adherent to the Stoic philosophy because that's how my dad, uh, quite frankly, taught ethics and morality. Uh, so I want to make sure that I'm clear with that. I have on this topic always followed the Spartans, as you might guess. Uh, they are of great interest uh, to the U.S. military, particularly the U.S. Marine Corps. So I'm really, really excited to talk to you about this. So to start, if you go into the U.S. House of Representatives in the chamber, there are 23 statues representing uh, historically important uh, figures in in uh, uh, the law and in politics. One of them is somebody named Lycurgus. Historians will argue whether he existed. I personally think the fact that Sparta existed uh, is indicative that he did, uh, but I'll leave that to them. He was the legendary lawgiver and philosopher behind the system that set up what we know to be Sparta. Uh, he traveled around the world at the time, the known world, uh, looking at various different systems in which he could emulate, in which he took the best that he thought back to Sparta and institutionalized them. Some of the things he did was create a democratic body between the king, or in Spartan case, kings, plural, they had two, uh, and the people. Uh, and this was one of the earliest forms of a democratic body. He also uh, instituted a uh, a system that gave uh, women uh, more rights than they had anywhere in, an, in that area of the world, including Athens. They had a say in society. They owned property. That was very unusual at the time. And I think something uh, that Sparta does not get enough credit for because it focuses almost exclusively on their military prowess. And the reason for this prowess was because of the system they set up to create warriors. And that is one of the basis for what I'm talking about today in how to actually lead like a Spartan. At the age of seven, uh, young boys went into military training and it was called the agogi. Uh, whether you're going to be an officer or a foot soldier, a hoplite, uh, as they called them back then, you went through the same training and it was tough. Uh, you learn how to fight. 
with your hands, with a sword. You learn how to fight as part of a phalanx, a military formation. You were tough. You were toughened. Uh, you endured extreme weather. You endured hunger. Uh, you did all this together. And I think the tradition of this combined experience under hardship and endurance is seen today in militaries around the world. Um, you can look at the Special Air Service in the UK or in Australia. You can look at the US Marine Corps or the US Army Rangers or US Navy SEALs in the United States. And I think you can see a direct connection to this type of training and teaching leaders in this type of training how to lead, not as a privileged aristocracy, but as a soldier's soldier, if you will. And I think one of the, the quotes that I find most telling on this uh, comes from a book written by a former U.S. Marine and Vietnam veteran, uh, Stephen Pressfield. Uh, it's called The Gates of Fire, and it is required reading for most, uh, if not all, that I know of U.S. military units. Uh, at the end, he uh, basically lays out the Spartan view of leadership, and it is so significant to this talk, I'd like to read this one paragraph. A king does not abide within his tent while his men bleed and die upon the field. A king does not dine while his men go hungry, nor sleep when they stand a watch upon the wall. A king does not command his men's loyalty through fear or purchase it with gold. He earns their love by the sweat of his own back and the pains he endures for their sake. That which comprises the harshest burden, a king lifts first and sets down last. A king does not require service of those he leads, but provides it to them. He serves them, not they him. And I think that completely sums up uh, the point of my whole talk here. Uh, if you intend to lead like a Spartan, you have to be a Spartan. You have to, you have to show those that you wish to lead that you're willing to endure the same hardships that they are to gain their ultimate respect. But this is also about Stoicism. So I think it's important to point out how similar and how connected the Spartan philosophy as espoused by Lycurgus and has shown to be so significant in this one battle, which was Thermopylae, by the way, where this quote came from in this book, Gates of Fire, was about where King Leonidas uh, stood with his uh, soldiers to the end uh, and potentially uh, saved Western civilization by delaying uh, the Persians from getting Athens until they could remove their fleet uh, from the harbor and eventually uh, beat uh, the uh, um, uh, Persians in, in naval combat. Socrates, Socrates, I believe, is the godfather of Stoicism. He was not only probably the most significant philosopher in history, but he was a great soldier, something that uh, many people don't know. But he uh, was essentially awarded their Medal of Honor twice and turned them down for his prowess in war and his courage. Uh, he was known for his ability of self-discipline, for being able to withstand extreme temperatures, to go hungry, to go without sleep, all for the benefit of his troops. 
Uh, that was the Socrates that the soldiers knew. And he greatly epitomized personally what I think the Spartan view of leadership in combat was. He, of course, uh, had many students and many philosophies came from it. Um, one of those philosophies was cynicism. And a young student named Zeno, who decided to start his own philosophy, Stoicism, was one of them. And there are many examples of how the Stoics, especially the early ones, followed uh, the Spartans and their former leadership as an example. Plato, one of uh, Socrates' students, wrote in Crito that Socrates greatly admired uh, the Spartans. And he said so at a time which was really unpopular because in Athens, where Socrates obviously taught, uh, they had just lost the Peloponnesian War to the Spartans. But he still felt it was, it was important enough uh, to talk about how they set such a strong example. Also, many of Zeno's students wrote books about the Spartans, about Lycurgus and about the Agogi itself. The second uh, leader of the Stoic school wrote about the Agogi. So there is a lot of examples uh, of how the Stoics uh, are very much like the Spartans from their uh, lack of emphasis on material goods, from their belief in courage and self-discipline. Even the way they spoke, um, the laconic way of speaking, which was to speak uh, very few words, but a very strong meaning, became essentially what we call a stoic way of speech. So the connection, I believe, is very much there. And the way that they would promote leadership, I think, is really seen in probably the most famous stoic of all, the Roman emperor Marcus Aurelius. He could have very easily as a child enjoyed all the trappings of the imperial family, uh, but he did not. He learned stoicism. And from it, he wore common clothes. He slept on a straw mat. He learned how to fight, box, wrestle, sword fight uh, with the common kids. He essentially went through his own version of, a, of the agogi. And in his later life as emperor, he actually uh, fought like a Spartan should. He could have stayed in Rome and sent his generals to fight the Germanic tribes in the multiple wars in which Rome had to fight during his tenure, but he did not. He went to the front lines. He lived in a tent. He endured what his troops endured. And I think is the perfect sample, not only of the philosopher king concept of Plato, but the Spartan version of leadership uh, that we should all aspire to. So what does that do for us today? Where is it a good example of what we can see today in this? Well, I would say, the conflict that is going on right now in Ukraine provides two stark differences. You have the president of Russia, uh, Vladimir Putin, who essentially stays in the Kremlin, and if not in the Kremlin, he's hunkered down in his palace. And you have the example of the Ukrainian president, uh, Vladimir Zelensky, who when asked by the United States whether we could take him out of Kyiv before the Russian invasion, of which we thought Kiev would fall within days, said, I don't want to ride, I want ammunition. Something that I think Leonidas himself would have said if given the same opportunity at the same time. 
I think that shows today what Spartan leadership is like. So is this all about, is leadership all about the military? I do not think so. Uh, leadership happens in government. It happens in business. It happens in education, medicine, and all facets of human society. So what would this mean to people that aren't in the military? Well, if you ask your people to work on a holiday and you take the holiday, you're not leading like a Spartan. If you ask your people to do hardships and to work overtime, but you will not, you're not leading like a Spartan. If the disparity, and I know this might be controversial to some, between your salary and your uh, bottom line worker is so great that it's not even fathomable to most people when it is posted, you're not leading like a Spartan. If you want to lead like a Spartan, you have to actually do more than watch a webinar. You have to take on board the principles of which they espoused, the principles that which were continued by the Stoics. That is how you lead like a Spartan, and that is what your company, your organization, or your agency should expect. If you want to lead like a Spartan, you have to be like a Spartan. So thank you for listening for, to my presentation. I also wrote a paper that will be published by Plato's Academy Center, of which I'm a proud board member, if you'd like to learn more. Thank you very much, and have a wonderful rest of this conference. Hi, my name's uh, Mick Mulroy, and I'm here.